chosen generation We've been called for to show his excellence All I require for life God has given me And I know who I am We are the chosen generation We've been called for to show his excellence Ya kapa kapa ya ban 
in the name of Jesus. So, good evening to our dearly listeners. We want to welcome you back to Foot of Redemption on Plus Radio. If you are listening to us right now, I want you to start sharing the links to your friends and to your family and loved ones to join listening. Today happens to be the start of the new month, the month of August. So today is 1st August 2022. Yeah. And we are here once again to start your month with the word of God for you to walk in it. Amen. Amen. Ishmael, you are welcome. Thank you. How are you doing? I'm fine. And you? I'm also doing very well. What are some of your expectations for this month? This month, we we expect nothing but... You expect? Yes. We. <laughs> we. <laughs> yes. Myself and our listeners, we expect nothing but the power of God and the true word of God. That is what we expect this month. Mm, okay. yeah. Last week, we learned something about the spiritual housing. There is one quote I wrote here that we will suffer loss when we don't build men according to the pattern of the kingdom. Yeah. We will suffer loss. We, we, not God, we will suffer loss when we don't build men according to the pattern of the kingdom. God has entrusted people onto our care for us to build them according to a certain pattern. I don't know what a man of God has for us today, but that is one thing I took last week. As God has entrusted men unto our care, we need to build them according to God's pattern. Don't build them for your own good, but build them because there is a certain pattern. These are some people, when they come to church or when they join a fellowship, they try to bring their own ideas of how things have to be done. But last week we realized that there is a certain pattern that we have to build people to teach the child the way he should go so that when he goes he will not want to depart from it that was a very powerful word that man of gave to us last week and i'm expecting more and more and more as i said earlier that we are just starting we are just starting we are just still at the acknowledgement of our wait we have not entered into chapter one so relax when you get to chapter one mm-hmm. this whereby you'll be chewing the strong bones for now some of the bones a more amount amen so without wasting my time Ishmael will lead us to our soul food okay so today happens to be the first of august and we are so excited to see the month of august okay so today the topic for uh soul food is we have his authority 
we have his authority and the memory verse was taken from romans chapter 5 verse 17. it says for if by the trespass of the one man death reigned through that one man how much more will these will those who receive god's abundance provision of grace and of the gift of righteousness reign in life through the one man jesus christ i read the lord jesus occupies the most exalted position there is he is seated at the right hand of the father far above all principality and power might and dominion and every name that is named but did you know that you are in him you are seated with him in glory the word declares but god who is rich in mercy for his great love where wherewith he wherewith he loved us even when we were dead in sin had quickened us together with christ by grace ye are saved and hath raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in christ jesus ephesians chapter 2 verse 4 to 6 we are called to exercise dominion and to live as masters and victors in life through jesus christ we reign in him and through him our and through him over satan darkness darkness the world and all creation revelation chapter 5 verse 10 tells us that christ jesus has made us kings and priests unto god and we shall reign in and we shall reign on the earth god gave jesus authority over all creation at the mount of transfiguration he spoke out of heaven saying this is my beloved son in whom i am well pleased hear ye hear ye him matthew chapter 17 verse 5 he commanded everything that exists living and non-living to be subject to jesus and with him you occupy his place of authority with the power of attorney to act on his stead you are not ordinary you operate from a higher realm where your words are backed with deity amen Every word Jesus uttered came to pass. He changed hopeless situations because he had all authority in heaven and in and in earth. The same authority he the same authority he bequeathed to the church, you and me. He said in Matthew chapter twenty-eight, verse eighteen to twenty to 19 all power is given unto me in heaven and in earth go ye therefore thus you are on the go in his name the name that opens every door realize that all authority has been vested on you 
to alter the circumstances of your life to sync with God's perfect will. Therefore, speak words of power and break the influence of Satan over men's lives and cause the light of the gospel to shine in their hearts. Amen. Amen. So today, our soul food is making us understand that we have God's authority because Jesus has the authority and we are in him amen, amen. therefore we we, we 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 have the same authority that he has amen, amen. so we rule um, we rule on earth because of the authority that has been given to us by Christ Jesus amen, amen. all right so let's take this confession I walk in dominion over Satan I walk in dominion over Satan darkness darkness and and the world and the world i am seated together with christ in glory i'm seated together with christ in glory dominion dominion and power and power my light shines ever so brightly my light shines ever so brightly and i gloriously fulfill my destiny in christ and i gloriously fulfill my destiny in christ and i gloriously fulfill my destiny in christ amen amen God bless. so nana what do you have or what is your take on the sofa today that we have authority yes i think that's what a man of god has been teaching us lately uh -huh. so we, it's a state of consciousness what we have it that we are we are a man of authority and he said authority to is a place yeah uh -huh. so we are seated above principalities. Amen. Amen. So we need to be conscious of it. Amen. Amen. So that's my take. Right. <laughs> Alright, so we are almost ready to listen to the word of God today. As I said, that we are starting a new month. We are starting with God. And the man of God is already seated. And he is ready for us today. Hello, man of God. Hello. Please, you are welcome. Thank you. Please, how was your weekend? Mm, it was very, very exciting. Wow, wow. Yeah. We really like to hear something about it. <laughs> yeah, I went to Ken USD branch. I went there for the healing service. Wow. wow. Yeah. That's one of my specialty. I have the gift of healing. Mm. So always, I need to go out there to avail myself oh. to heal powerful those who are oppressed of the enemy and also those who are struggling with terminal disease and infirmities yeah well then we today we would like to give you an opportunity when you are done with the way to pray for people our listeners who are also having these terminal diseases and all this so that's yeah i'll be glad to do that Thank you, man of God. So, we are ready for you today. We want to enjoy from you. Hello, listeners. I greet you in the name of Jesus. And I know that you have been blessed with the series of teachings that have been given. And today, too, you are going to be blessed. You see, last week, I was teaching on you being a spiritual house and that is the plan that god has given to leaders 
past pastors, I mean pastors, and those in leadership position in the church, that they build you as a child of God according to that plan. Because you are a priest, and as a priest, you are a representative of God. And when you become born again Christian, a child of God, God expects us to build you up to occupy that place. So that's why we have churches. So that is the main purpose for the church, to build God's people for them to what? For them to be ministers. So church is a school. And when you enter this school, you are supposed to come out as what? A very, like a very powerful minister of God, full of the Holy Ghost. You need to know what your life is about. You need to know who you are. You need to know what you have and what you can do. And as I always tell, it is true knowledge that you know all these things. And I thank God that through his word we have been enlightened that we are kings, we are priests. And you see, when you find out about it, it's very, very exciting, you see. It's very, very exciting because this is the Bible. And if you look into the Bible, you see these things. These things are removed, are revealed to you. These are mysteries. And they, they will be revealed to you by the Holy Spirit. And people are saying that we should throw the Bible away. We should push, put it aside, push it aside. So you can see that this is from the pit of hell. Because these are treasures that when you study God's word, you, you, you get hold of. These are treasures for me to know that I'm a priest, a representative of God. For me to know that I'm a spiritual house. And last week, from God's word, we got to know that we are the temple of God. Can you imagine? Temple of God. The temple, like the tabernacle that Moses built. And in that tabernacle, the presence of God was there. In the Holy of Holies. Holy of Holies. It was there. The presence of God. I'm the temple of God, like the one that Solomon built in Jerusalem. It also the same place the what the Shekinah glory came to dwell there. So if the Bible says I'm the temple of God, it means the Shekinah glory dwells in me. The glory of God dwells in me. So that means I'm the glory of God. You see, God dwells in me. And for you to know that God dwells in you, it answers everything. It answers every question that you have. It answers everything. It's a, it just put everything that you need in this world on a silver platter for you like this. Because if God is in you, that means if God lives in me, I don't have to look up. I don't have to expect anything to drop from heaven for me. Because the one who lives in heaven now dwells in me. So I'm not the tabernacle of God. 
around the dwelling place of God. That means God talks in me. He walks in me. That means wherever I move, God moves. Wherever I go, God goes. You just imagine. You just imagine it. And you see, we are not making it up. This is from God's word. This is from God's word. This is Christianity. So, Christianity is not a religion. Christianity is God in a man. God in a man. So, you see, when Jesus, Jesus is called Emmanuel, God with us. Why? Because the Holy Ghost was dwelling in him. So, he was called Emmanuel, God with us. So, if you are in your family and you are a child of God, you are also called Emmanuel. God is with your family. If you are in the midst of your colleagues, it means God is in the midst of your colleagues. So, it changes everything. You see, this revelation changes everything. That's what Paul was saying that don't you know that you are the temple of God? Don't you know? Because you need to know. He said, don't you know? And here he was talking to the church. Because a lot of God's people, they don't know this. And they'll go to the wrong places to seek God. They go to the mountains. They think that God lives in the mountain. But God doesn't live there. You take, you take the presence of God there. The presence of God is not on that mountain. It's not there. The presence of God is not there in the church structure. God doesn't live there. It's just a structure. When we go to church, we take the presence of God there. So we usher in the presence of God when we gather together as saints. He said, where, where two or three are gathered there, I'm in your midst. So you cannot say, I'm going to church. That's where I want to go and talk to God. Maybe say that you want, you want, a, you want a quiet place. You don't want any disturbance. Put it that way. But God is not in that temple that is built by men. I want us to read uh, something before I continue. Uh, the book of Acts. There is a scripture I want us to. Acts chapter 17. Verse 20. Verse 24. Acts 17, 24. Acts chapter 17, verse 24. Yeah. God that made the world and all things therein, seeing that he is Lord of heaven and earth, Dwelleth not in temples made with hands. He said, dwelleth not in temples made by what? Hands. He's talking about the structure that is built with blocks. He said, he doesn't dwell there. Now he dwells in us, his people. He dwells in the church. And when we talk about the church, the church is not the structure. The church is the assembly of God's people. The assembly of God's children. The assembly is the assembly. Of the chosen ones, the assembly of priests, 
the assembly of kings. We are the church, the ecclesia, the chosen ones. We are peculiar. We are special. So when we gather, then God is there. So you see, we were born in his presence. We were born there. So we don't go into his presence. You see, let, let us uh, sing so that uh, we draw the presence of God. No, we don't. You see, we don't call the presence of we are, we are born in his presence. He dwells in us. It's all that we have to do is to be conscious of his presence. We need to practice it. If you want to know that he is there, just let it dawn on you that he is on the inside of you. You need to practice the presence of God. And it will just come. When you put your mind on it, you will just feel his presence. He is there. By the Holy Spirit. He said, don't you know? Don't you know? You see, we need to get this knowledge. So that whatever we are looking for, we will know that it is on the inside of us. That's what Paul was saying in Ephesians chapter 3 verse 20. That God is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we or acts according to the power that is at work in us. He didn't say according to the power that is working in heaven. Because if it's in you, it means you have to look on the inside. We pray that the windows of heaven will open unto us. No. Look on the inside. It's according, you do it according to the power that is at work. That is the Holy Ghost. And the Holy Ghost lives in you. God lives in you. So whatever you are desiring for, you have to pull it from the inside of you. All your dreams, pull it on the inside of you. Everything that you are expecting God to do for you is already on the inside. Hallelujah. He said, don't you know? Don't you know? We need to know. We need to know. And if we catch it, other people can also come and benefit. Because God, if God lives in you, if they are looking for God, they need to come to you. They need to come to you. You see, we need to get to that level. That if they, if they want to have, have a touch of God, then they have to come and contact you. Because God lives in you. That's why people who want to experience God, who want to have the... Uh, uh, feel God, they want, they, they need a miracle, a miracle touch, then they need to come for church to, for church services. They need to belong to the church. They should come to the church. If you need salvation, you will be saved there. If you need breakthrough, you will get it there. If you did a miracle, you will get it there. Because when you come, you are in the midst of, uh, like, a lot of saints, a lot of God's people, they are there with several giftings here and there. If you need a prophecy, we'll give it to you. If you need this, we'll give it to you. If you need healing, we'll give it to you. If you word of knowledge, we'll give it to you. Like, if you want to experience God, we we'll go to the church. That's where God is. That is where God is. If you want the influences of His Spirit, when I talk about His influences, I'm talking about the fruit of the spirit. Joy. If you want joy, if you want peace, you'll get it there. 
Because that is where he dwells. Because why? We are gathered there. So there should be this understanding. And also, I was talking about the way God wants us to build his people. I was talking about the pattern. Because God told uh, Moses in Exodus chapter 25 verse 40, uh, brother, read it for us. Exodus chapter 25, verse 40. Exodus 25, 40. Mm -hmm. And look that thou make them after their pattern, which was showed thee in the mount. That was showed. He said, make sure you build it according to what? The pattern. According to the pattern. And you see, God gave him a pattern. But in our dispensation, the pattern is Christ. The pattern that we have been given is Christ. That's why when you read uh, Ephesians, you see, that's why when you read, brother, I want you to read another. There's another scripture I want us to read. Galatians. No, before we come to. Uh, before before we come there, I want I want you to read a scripture for me. Romans chapter eight verse twenty nine. There's a scripture before we come. Romans chapter 8 verse 29. Yeah. For whom he did foreknow. He said, for whom he did foreknow. He also did predestinate to be conformed to the image of his son. He predestined to conform to the image of his son. So you see, this pattern I'm talking about is the image of what? Of his son. That is Jesus Christ. So our pattern is what? Jesus. That is the plan God has given to us. So if we are molding God's people, we should mold them to what? To conform into the image of Christ. If we are building God's people, we should build them for them to conform into the image of Christ. So that's why Paul Paul was also praying that uh, let's read something. Let's let's read something here. Galatians. Galatians chapter you see Paul was saying that my dear little children in whom I travel Galatians chapter 4 verse 19 Galatians chapter 4 verse 19 Galatians chapter 4 verse 19 yeah my little children my little children of whom I travel in birth again in whom I travel in birth again until Christ be formed in you until Christ be formed in you so you see because the pattern was given to him. The plan was given to him. That if I'm raising God's people, I should raise them, build them up for them to conform into the image. So here, Paul is what? Praying. Because you see, when they are born again, they are babes. So you need to help them. If you 
give birth to your baby you need to take care of the baby so paul is saying that i'm not just going to win souls get them born again and leave them but i'm backing them spiritually i'm traveling i'm interceding and i want to what i want christ to be what to be formed in them because that was the pattern that was given to him and that same pattern has been given to us as leaders as pastors the same pattern has been given to us so that's why we pray, we travel, that Christ may be formed in the brethren, that Christ may be formed in the building, because that is the pattern. Because if you don't do that and you leave them, if you train them, if you don't train them and you leave them, if you don't teach them, if you don't instruct them, if you don't intercede for them, they will, you see, they will behave as if they are not born again. They will behave as if they are, not, they are not children of God. Do you know that somebody can be born dirty? Born again dirty. Because I call them born again dirty. Because they don't have anyone to take to take care of them. They don't have anyone instructing them. They are just there, running about. They are just running about, running heter scatter. They are always moved by any doctrine. And you see, now we have false teachers out there. They are just there. It's like they don't have any shepherd. Instructed them to do this. Instructed them to do that. They don't have anyone. They are not being built up. So they are weak. So if you don't, see, if you don't feed the baby, the baby will be weak. And if you don't take care, it will die. The baby will die if the baby is not fed. Because Peter says the, the desire of the sincere milk of God's word, that will make us what? Grow. So if you just leave the baby there and you don't feed the baby, you don't build them up, they will just die. You see, they will behave. You see, can you imagine a dog barking like a, a cat? Because if a dog will give birth to a dog and a cat will give birth to a cat, then God will also give birth to what? To God's. So as a child of God, if you're a child, you need to have the image of God. You need to behave like God. You need to be what to be built in the image, in the likeness of what? Of God. And Jesus was the express image of God. He was the express image of God. He came to show us who God is, how God behaves, how he reacts to things, how he reacts to situations. So Jesus was the epitome of what? Of the of, of God. The epitome of the glory of God. He came to show us what the divine nature is. If you have the divine, if you have the nature of God, how the character of God, because you have his nature, you have his character. So Jesus came to show us how we should behave, how we should walk, how we should react to situations. So he showed us all these things as an example. And he said we should follow him. So we have the responsibility of building God's people to that stature. That's what I was reading to in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 18 downwards. I was telling you that he said we start till we all get into the fullness of the stature of Christ. So we should continue to teach, we should continue to instruct, we should continue to build God's people till they get to that fullness of the stature of Christ. Because that is the ultimate. That is the job you have been given. So if you are in a place and you think that you are not being built, you need to check out of there. You need to check out of there. And last week I was telling you that as a, as a leader or as a pastor, if you are not building God's people, you will be at a loss. Because you are going to be judged by how you build the brethren. 
if you are giving them false doctrine, it will go against you. It will go against you. Because they are there to be built. They are there for you to teach them how to fish. Not always to be fishing for them. You see, when they are young, you can fish for them. But, you see, you cannot continue on that path. You need to teach them how to fish. So we can start by pray for me, pray for me, pray for me. But we shouldn't continue on that path. We shouldn't continue on path. If we are praying for them, then we, we pray that they will be strengthened on the inside. If we are praying for them, then we pray that their eye of understanding may be enlightened. So that may, they may see the hope of God's call upon their life. So that they will know that they are kings and they are priests. And they are supposed to act accordingly. But what do you see when we meet? Look, the, the prayer point. The prayer point that we raise, it shows the level that we are. It shows the, 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 the level that we are. The kind of prayer points we raise. You see, we are not conscious about this thing. We are not conscious that, that God lives in us. We are more conscious about the devil than God. We are more conscious about demons than conscious about angels. So what we mean? We don't even talk about angels. We don't even talk about, but angels are in our midst. Paul says, yeah, if you read Hebrews, he says, yeah, on Mount Zion, the city of the Most High God, yeah, man. and you are in the midst of what? Innumerable angels. That means ten thousands, more than ten thousands of angels. That means when we gather as church, you see, there are a lot of angels are around, but we are not conscious about them, but, but rather we are conscious about demons. So all the prayer points we raise are targeted against the demons. It shows the class that we are. It shows the level that we are as a church. So people, uh, God's people, they are in church. Then they will find out that there is a very powerful man of God somewhere. Then they will go, they say, pray for me, pray for me, pray for me. Especially our mothers. They like running around, pray there, pray there, pray here, pray for me, pray for me. Because they don't know. They don't know that they can be in their room and pray. And God will hear them. They don't know. And you have a bunch of uh, pastors who also don't know the Bible. They don't know God's word. But they have the gift. And they think that because they have the gift, they know. You having, you, you having the gift doesn't mean you know. Because if you have the gift and you don't know God's word, and it's, it's not centered on God's word, even evil spirit can take advantage of your gift. They are not the givers of the gift, but if you if it's not based on God, if you don't build your life according to God's word, the, the demons will take advantage of your gift and use you. So you are supposed to be built so that you will not run heter scatter, seeking for seeking for God. So I want us to read. I want us to read uh, something here. I want to move on. So let's read uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 6. Let's start from verse 1. 1 Corinthians chapter 6 verse 1. Yeah. There any of you. Is there any of you. Having a matter against another. Having a matter against another. Go to law before the unjust. <laughs> and not before the saints. Uh-huh. 
do ye do ye not know that the hmm. saints shall judge the world and if is it is what the saints we shall what judge the world the saints shall what judge the world you see because all the authority has been given unto us you see jesus said all authority in this earth under the earth and in heaven has been what given unto me that means judgment was what handed over to jesus and jesus also handed over judgment to us all not some all and look at paul with this revelation telling us we will judge the what the world and we also judge angels so in heaven in the in the judgment day, there will be thrones we will sit in judging so do you think jesus will be judging of everyone and all that no he has delegated all that power to us he has given us authority and paul is saying that why should we take our matter to the law court for the lawyers or uncircumcised lawyers to be judging uh, our affairs for us he said don't you know so always you see paul always is, try, is trying to tell us who we are in christ that's the revelation that's why the, the the pauline epistle you shouldn't joke with it i mean that's my favorite ephesians colossians philippians and all that i have read it a hundred times because that's where the revelation is and paul says this revelation i receive i don't receive it from anyone any person it was a revelation from jesus christ a revelation of jesus he received it straight from jesus he set himself apart and he says i was being privileged and he went to the third heavens and you see i saw things that i was not even permitted to come and what to come and uh, say it i wasn't permitted so through paul we are been exposed to a lot of revelation and you see your revelation will determine your elevation your revelation will determine the kind of things you can do and and the kind of exploits you can have you can do so he has dropped in again. We are the temple. Now we are going to judge. Uh huh. So he started from there. So he said we should do what? And if the world will be judged by you. If the world will be judged by you. Are you unworthy to judge the smallest matters? Smaller matters. Uh huh. Do you not know that we shall judge angels? See? How much more <laughs> things that are pertaining to this life? Mm hmm. And if then ye have judgment of things pertaining to this life uh -huh. set them to judge who are at least esteemed in the church mm -hmm. i speak to your shame mm -hmm. is it so that there is not a wise man among you hmm. no not one that shall be able to judge between his brethren but brother goeth to law with brother mm -hmm. and that before the unbelievers hmm. now therefore there is utterly a fault among you because he goes the law one with another why do ye not rather take wrong why do ye not rather suffer yourself to be defrauded nay ye do wrong and defraud and that your brethren know ye not that the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of god unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of god he was talking about unbelievers here uh-huh but be not deceived, uh -huh. neither fornicators, uh -huh. nor idolaters, uh -huh. nor idolaters, mm -hmm. nor effeminates, nor abusers of themselves with mankind, mm -hmm. nor thieves, mm -hmm. nor covetous, nor drunkard, nor relievers, nor extortioners shall inherit the kingdom of God. And such were some of you, 
but ye are washed but ye are sanctified but ye are justified in the name of the lord jesus and by the spirit of our god i wanted to stop there you see he says these people fornicators idolaters adulterers is your thieves covetous drunkards revilers nor extortioners shall inherit the kingdom of god they don't belong there these are unbelievers they don't believe in christ so they don't belong there but he says but such were some of you that is where we we, we, we belong we were in that world in that same world the kingdom of the world the kingdom of darkness we were in but he says but ye are what washed now that you are in christ you have been washed by his blood we have been washed that's why he added the word ye did. you have been what washed but ye are what sanctified that we have been consecrated set aside sanctified but ye are what justified declared not guilty look at the words you see they are all in the past they are all in the past so when you are in christ he said you are washed when you are in christ you are sanctified when you are in christ you are justified you see i want to take take note of the words take note of the words so when you are born again you see you are you are washed sanctified and justified and the seed of righteousness is in you so based on this foundation based on this foundation then we need to what build on because you already have the foundation you have been washed you have been sanctified you have been justified declared not guilty because you are a brand new person you are a new species you have not been modified so the coffee you, we knew back in the world is not the same coffee that we know today you are different you are now a new kind of being declared not guilty that means you are holy you are holy because you have the spirit of god living in you otherwise you can have the spirit of god living in you if you are not holy because if you are not holy there's no way you can have the spirit of god living in you but so far as you have the holy spirit in you it shows you that spiritually you are holy so that is the foundation you have been given the foundation is what christ but we need to what bring out it is a seed but the seed need to grow and germinate so that it can bear fruit so you need to grow from this foundation that has been set declared not guilty that means you have to start afresh all your sins have been washed away that's how god sees you he sees you in 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 the he sees you like jesus christ jesus christ was also what he was also what holy because the holy ghost was living in him he had the the, the, the seed of uh, righteousness in him that's why he never sinned because the seed of righteousness was in him the holy ghost was in him so he never sinned he never sinned he, he never sinned because he his mind was on something his mind on was in the you know, on the business of his father he said don't you know that i should be about my father's business that's why i've been telling you that there are certain things that we do as christians that we will not fall into sin we should be fall into sin because we make room for it we fall into sin because we make provision for it that's what I've been telling you. Jesus Christ was, even when as a child, he was, his mind was on God's business. He wanted to do God's business. And when you, want, you, do, you are doing God's business, grace is available for you to overcome the temptations of this world. Grace is available. So you see, here, he's telling us that we have been washed, sanctified, and justified. And people don't know this. So we cannot have... You cannot allow the devil to condemn you. You cannot allow people to condemn you because already you have been justified, declared not guilty. 
So that is your foundation. So when you are building on it, we have to build it according to this. We have to make sure that what you have on the inside comes out of you. So in knowing this, you have to also avail yourself for us to train you, for us to bring you up so that you will bring out food. It's not like you are trying to be sanctified. It's not like you are trying to be justified. You have already been declared justified. So what? From there you build on it. That is Christianity. That's, it's very, very exciting because in the Old Testament they were supposed to obey certain things before they become right with God. As the Bible says, Abraham believed God and it was, it was put in his accounts as righteousness. Look at this. He couldn't even draw from it. He couldn't benefit. It was put in his account. But for us, we have neglected righteous. Then from there, we build on it. So that is how it, it is. So this, the pattern has already been set. The pattern I'm talking about, it has already been set for us. So all that we have to do is to, have to build on it. And if you read, he said, all things are lawful unto me, but all things are not expedient, you see? Because it's a pattern, and, and Jesus Christ is the pattern, you see, he said, all things are lawful unto me, but all things are not expedient. It's not everything that we are permitted to do, because our lives have been patterned in a way. And it is different. That's what Paul was telling, that don't conform to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So there are certain things as God's people we don't have to do. Because why? We carry God. Because God dwells in us. We are holy people. It's not everything that we should get in. There are certain things that it is not necessary a sin, but it is not expedient. It's not expedient. Because if you have God living in you and you are a priest, you have responsibilities. Even as pastors, you see, as pastors, because of our, the, the, uh, the responsibilities that has been placed on us, there are certain things that we uh, can't do. I cannot go to uh, a, a bar, go to the bar and order for drinks. I may order for minerals, but people, those who know me, when they say it, maybe they say, hey, pastor, maybe he's drinking something else, or this is not a cook or something. You see? They will have some uh, a certain perception about you. So those places mean you will not find me there. Even going to buy food, Christ, is not expedient for you to be standing saying, Mommy, Mommy, give me two, uh, this, three cities of watch, four cities of that. Then they will ask you, Oh, Bishop, uh, uh, do you like uh, uh, salad and all those? You see, it's not expedient. It's against uh, ministerial ethics. Even when I go to town, there are sometimes I want to buy some uh, all this uh, roasted uh, corn and all those things. And I have to look around and make sure that nobody knows me there and all that. Even that work, I can't do it because it has become part of me. At times, you want to get all the roasted, roasted plantain and all that, but you can't do it. It's against it. It's not expedient. Because of your responsibility, because you are a priest, you cannot be always eating, 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 eating. All that is good to eat, but you, because you are a priest, you have responsibilities. At times, you need to fast. Because you are a priest, you stand in, you are an intercessor, so you need to pray, you need to fast, you need to set time aside to dedicate yourself to prayer, to dedicate yourself to what? Fasting, to dedicate yourself to the study of God's word. You have responsibilities. So Paul says, I have the right to do everything. You have the right to... There are certain things it's not sin, like drinking. Drinking is not sin, but you cannot dedicate yourself to drink. Why? Because you have responsibilities. 
because of your responsibility and the things that you need to do, you cannot always be drinking wine as a, as a priest. So that's why we don't even touch it. Don't, don't touch it. Don't go in there and say, oh, drinking is not a sin, so let me drink. Paul is saying it is not what? Expedient. It's not expedient. And you see, if you, if you continue, you say, I will not be brought under the power of any. Meat for the belly and the belly for meat, but God shall destroy both and them. Now, the body is not for fornication, but the Lord and the Lord for the body. He said, the body is not for fornication because God dwells in us. He, you see, <laughs> you are holy. So, don't engage in unholy things, unholy things like fornication. Because God is in you for a purpose. He's in you because he wants to use you. He wants to use you to touch lives. So if you engage in fornication, you see, because we don't know this now in church, that is what we are dealing with in church. That's what we talk about in church. But Paul says when we meet, because it's, we see we are an agency of God. So when we meet, we should be talking about don't do this, don't do that, don't do this. Because it's, we mean business here. Because when we meet in church, it's, it's, it's an agency, God's agency. So when we meet, we talk about the agenda of God on earth. We talk about the word of God on earth. We talk about his purposes on earth. We talk about his dreams. We talk about his vision. That's what we should talk about. But because the brethren are engaged in all sorts of things that are not expedient, so like, like fornication like this. Just imagine. Because because he listen, everything you engage in, you involve him in it. You involve him in it. Because the Holy Spirit lives in you, everything that you engage in, we involve him in, in, in it. You need to be permitted to do that. It is only in the, in, in the ministry of marriage that you can engage in, in sex. Sex is not that, all that simple. Because when you have sex, your spirit, your mind, and your body, they are all involved. Sex is not that all normal. It's not normal. Also, I tell people that sex is spiritual. If you don't know, sex is a form of worship. And if you are going to have sex with somebody, that, that person needs to qualify. That person, you need to be in covenant with that person. Before God, have the covenant with God. God put that uh, ministry there, ministry called marriage there. He put it there. It's a covenant between a, a man and a woman. So when you marry, you become one flesh. But in, in, the, in the case of fornication, when you attach yourself with uh, somebody who, that you are not married to, then you stay with that person. That means, you see, you are breaking a covenant. It's unlawful. It's unlawful to do that. Because when you do that, you attach yourself to that person. And instead of God using you, he, he cannot use you. That person will use you rather. Instead of you worshiping God, you worship that person. You change it. And the devil knows this, that when we engage in fornication, we will not be available for God to use effectively. Our body will be dead, but he wants to use us. He wants to move in us. He wants to talk to us. He wants to send us. Because already we have been sent. But you see, he is building us through his leader, his pastors, so that we will be what? We will be sent. The Bible says, anyone who call, anyone who call, anyone who calls upon the name of the Lord shall be what? Shall be saved. But how can they be saved? Of one that they have not believed. How can they be saved? Of the one that they have not believed. And how can, not, how, how can they believe without a message? How can they believe without you preaching to them? How can they believe Jesus without preaching Christ to them? 
Now, if there are no messengers, who is going to what? Who is going to preach? So you see, we have been sent. So we need people out there. So because you have been sent, you cannot what? You cannot engage in fornication. You cannot use your body for something else. And you get locked up to you find yourself in bondage and all that. And this is the case that we are dealing with. And here Paul was talking to what? The church. The church in Corinthians. Because in those days, the church in Corinthians, sex was a form of worship. They used sex, fornication and adultery and all that to worship their God. And now that they are Christians. So you see, they were finding it very difficult to now what? Worship God with their body. Honor God with their body. Glorify God with their body. It's the same thing. Most Christians, when they were in the world, they were engaging, they were engaged in fornication. Some of them, they, are, they, are, they have been trained for that. They have been trained for that, I tell you. Their private parts have been trained, well trained and equipped for that. And now, they find themselves in Christianity. You see? Now, they are desiring for it again. But without knowledge, they will continue to engage in this. If you don't tell them that God lives in them, so that means if you engage in it, God is in there. Always I tell the brethren, if you hold the, the sisters in a holy manner, if you engage, whatever you touch, you are using the hands of the Holy Ghost to touch. And because the Holy Spirit also lives in the sisters, when you touch their breast, it means you are touching, you are touching the breast of the Holy Ghost. Be careful. Be careful. You see, we will come down. Be careful. <laughs> Be careful what you do. Because in the in the first Corinthians chapter 3, the one that we were reading, if you come down there, he says, anyone who destroyed the temple of God, he himself will be destroyed. You'll be destroyed. There is a warning. If you destroy somebody, that means if you prevent somebody from availing him or herself to serve God, to worship God with his body, you will be punished. The one who did it will be punished. Some of you think that you will go scot-free. You will be punished in a way. And the kind of things that you are supposed to get, you won't get. The kind of spiritual blessings you are supposed to get, you won't get. That's why I tell brethren, be careful about this thing. Because if you want to do ministry, some of you have the desire to do ministry. You want to take it to the next level. You want to go to what? Use you in a mighty uh, way. You need to check this. Because if you don't check it, because the word is there, that those who destroy the temple of God, they will be what? They will be destroyed. You, you, it's not that you, you go to hell. That's not what he was talking about. He was talking about leaders, those who train God's people in a way that they don't really what they don't really open themselves up, like make themselves available to serve God. Well, you you will be at a loss. And so, in the same vein, in the same vein, if you also prevent someone from what serving God, you also suffer loss as an individual. I'm talking about individual as an individual. You also suffer loss. So we need to be careful. That's what Paul was telling Timothy that Timothy handle the sisters in a way. See them as your sisters. As your sister. See, see the, the, that lady as your sister. Impurity. Because we, I know that we all have history. We all coming from these things I'm talking about. We, have, we came from the world. And here Paul was reminding them. Paul was reminding them that you, you have been washed. You have been sanctified. So be conscious of that. 
don't let this the same person that control you in the world come to come in, to control you in, in, in God's kingdom. No. He said, no, you are in a different kingdom. You are in the kingdom of light. So don't let darkness, what? Consume you. Don't let darkness overtake you. Now, because of fornication, we have few hands working in the, in the church. You have few hands working in the church. You will talk about it, talk about it. And as, even as a pastor, if you don't take it, and you're always talking about it, you, if you don't take it, it will come and overshadow you. If you don't move on to something else, I tell you, you yourself, you'll get in. You yourself, you see yourself getting in. If you don't grow up and always pointing fingers, do this or do that, and if you don't intercede, and if you don't travel as Paul, uh, Paul was doing, till Christ is formed in them. At times, we need to change our strategy. When we talk, we talk, you don't listen. We need to go into the closet. We need to get hold of our priestly ministry and stand in for the brethren. We need to set time aside, do all nights for them, fast for them, drive fasting, and travel to Christ be formed in you. So you see, he says fornication. He says, flee fornication. Every sin that a man doeth is without the body. But he that committed fornication sinned against his own body. You see? He said, flee. He didn't say run. Flee away from it. Because God needs your body. He needs your body to work with. He needs your body so that he can send you. He can send you. He wants to say, he has already sent, you have already been sent. But you need to be brought up. But because of this, people are not what? They don't come for lectures. They find it very difficult. We even drag them for lectures. You drag them here and there. You have mighty men who have been called by God for the nations. They are caught up in this thing. And Paul is saying, if you want to do ministry, then flee, flee, flee. He didn't say run, flee. So if you're a man out there, because we, as men, we are prone to this, I tell you. In our part of the world, I'm talking, to, I'm talking about Africa. We go for it. I'm, I don't know about America. I don't know about UK. I'm talking about our part of the world. It is the guys who always hunt for, for the ladies in church. In church. And I know that some leaders also hunt because they don't know. And they walk in darkness. And you see that a pastor has done this, a pastor has done that, has abused somebody, a pastor has abused somebody, and all those things. And now the, the ladies, they don't trust us anymore. They don't trust us anymore. They think everybody, every pastor is like that. Those pastors who are, are like, it shows you the, the level that they are. It shows you the class. Because we are all, till all, get to the all. So we are also part of it. We are also growing. Yeah, till we all. Because they don't know. It has not been revealed to them. But if it is being revealed to you, as I'm showing you and I'm pointing to you, now you know where that scripture is. I'm pointing to you that you should have flee fornication because you are doing it against your body. It will prevent you from what? Serving God and worshiping God effectively. It will prevent you. That is one sin that will prevent you. There are no there are other sins, but I'm talking about your body. 
the one thing that you can disarm your body is by what using what the way that you can disarm your body is by using fornication it will just put you off you will not be aligned with the holy ghost whatever he wants to do with your life he will find it very difficult to use you but when you get hold of that and you overcome that ah the holy ghost will just move mightily in you and he, he can trust you for greater works so if you want greater we want to do greater works i'm talking about the brethren who wants to do greater works for god get hold of it instead of you attaching yourself to a, a harlot and become one with that harlot attaching yourself with a with somebody that you are, are not married to attach yourself spiritually with the holy ghost and present your body sacrifice your body present your body as what as a living sacrifice present your body to him and say holy spirit this is my body use me you see god is not looking for, for qualification he's looking for availability most brethren are not available because of what i'm talking about and if you think that you can't stand it why don't you marry so that you'll be free from all those things because when you marry it will be given to you in the morning in the afternoon and in the evening you can have it but i tell you brothers when you get into marriage you know that this thing is work it's not easy at all. it's work it, when you some of you think that marriage is all about success you get in and see you will start with four times a week. You will reduce it, reduce it till you get to two times a week. At times, well, you do it because of your partner. Because of your wife. You will do it because of your wife. So it's not all about sex. So don't use, don't use fornication to destroy your ministry. Don't use fornication to destroy your calling. God has a plan for you. And it's a good plan. He said, I know the plans that I have towards you. He wants to take you to a glorious place. But the devil is using this arrow to destroy a lot of destinies. I know what I'm talking about. You see, when I get to this, I'm very emotional about it. Because this thing has destroyed a lot of ministries. This thing has destroyed a lot of destinies. I know people that God wanted to use, but because of fornication, now the, 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 that call has been taken away from them. It has been taken away from them. That ministry has been taken away. See, God is somebody that he can suck you and still be working. When I say that that call will be taken away, it's not that it will be taken The calling of God and the, the giftings of God is that repentance. But it's just that the way he wants to use you, he will just pull it and give it to somebody else. And you'll be left with nothing. But still, you will still be doing God's work. But not at a, at a level that he wanted you to. So, if you're a young girl and a, a, a boy listening to me, you need to check this. You need to check this. And if you get to a, an, a, 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 the age of 30 or 31, 32, 35, make sure you get somebody and marry. Don't wait for money. Some of you, is because you are waiting for money, uh, money and all those things. You are a lady. You, are, you have hit 24, 26, 27. What are you looking for? They say, I want to do my masters and all that. You, you, you use masters and all these, these excuses. Settle down with someone. Settle down with someone. Just get a job that pays some, some few some few uh, cities and all that. Something to take care of you. It's enough. So they just shall live by faith. And then because you are a child of God, God will take care of you. You don't have to wait for so long. 
Because it is not a spirit, and I tell you, now they are using masters to cover up everything and all that. And you wait and wait and wait. Young man, 31, 32, 30, what are you waiting for? He said, you are waiting for money. What is money? The money will not come. I tell you, if you are waiting for the money will not come. You have been called by God. You have been you in ministry where a priest. You, you see, God expects so much from you. So you cannot be waiting, waiting, knowing that your body has been built for this thing and you know it. This thing is delivering. Why don't you solve it? And one of the ways we used to solve this is by marriage. I don't, I'm, I'm not saying that it, uh, it will go away. But one of the things that, because you are young, you see, there's a chemistry going on in your body and all that. You are of age. You are of age. And uh, you see, there's time for everything. There's, time, there's a time that you need to set yourself apart and focus and get married. Instead of you waiting for money, money, money. Nowadays, all the, the, the church guys waiting for money, money. What, what are you waiting for? The ladies are also there. Why don't you uh, get one of, of them? Then you come together, you, you court for one or two years, then you pray together for God to make a way for you. That is our life. We depend on, that is our life. You, you see, don't compare yourself with the world. That is our life. The Holy Ghost will, will lead us. The Holy Ghost will guide us. You see, we need to get hold of, of these things I'm talking about. Because it is spoiling everything for us. It is spoiling everything for us. Because you see, because you are part of the body, and you are members of his body, we are members of his body, and you have a different role from mine. May I know my position. You also know your position. It's like football. We have uh, strikers, we have midfielders, we have defenders, we have goalkeepers. But here is the case, if you are looking for the midfielders, you can't find them. Because they are missing. Those members will now attach themselves with somebody in the world. Somebody somewhere. They attach those bodies. And when the center is not holding, the center midfielders, if the center is not holding, where will the righteous stand? Then as a pastor, you have nowhere to stand. Because the center is not holding. So the ghost will, will just be passing through the center. Especially if your defenders are not there, then you are in trouble. If your defenders, those who are supposed to defend, and if the keeper is also not good, the keeper who is supposed to catch this and all that, use his hands to catch because he has got a lot of advantage. He can use his both legs and hands. Then you are looking for the keeper and the keeper's hands is holding some one breast somewhere, doing his... Oh, oh my God. You see, you are, you are looking for hands. Every hand must be on deck. So the is supposed to bring the hand so that we push this gospel so that we make sure that we build the bread but the hand is holding something else you see members you take members then we attack we attach our members to something else it's, it's very very pathetic it's very very pathetic but if you are conscious about who you are that this thing i'm doing my god god is watching I'm using my eyes to watch pornographic material. Ah, God is watching. Oh, my God. No, I can't do it. I can't do it. I can't do it. Because whatever you do, you are getting God involved. See it in that light. Whatever you do, God is involved. So as a child of God, you shouldn't do these things.
because when you watch it you masturbate and when you masturbate it will get to a level that you will try to look for somebody to sleep with it will graduate so why worry yourself so you need to what deal with it but it all comes by what knowledge now you say don't you know you say now you know now you know now you know so flee flee from it if you are not ready, don't engage in all this unholy relationship. Don't tell me I need to get my beloved, my beloved, my girlfriend, my boyfriend. Don't get in it. You know yourself. You have already been built. We are now bringing you up. We are now, you see, we are now building you. We are now teaching you. We are now filling you. We are now laying hands on you, establishing you in the kingdom. Don't rush. You know where you are coming from. You know yourself. So why are you trying? You are now that you are in. There are new set of rules that you need to follow. There is a pattern that you need to follow. Why are you rushing? Why are you rushing? Then you rush into a relationship. Then you, your emotions will get in. You get attached. They're calling here and there, testing here and there. Now they was up their private parts and all that and all these things will go on. You see? Because why? You have made room. You made provision. He said, don't give room to the devil. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Because this priesthood ministry I'm talking about, if we don't deal with this, because it involves what? It involves body. That's why you say, offer your bodies as what? A living sacrifice. God needs your body to walk with. He needs your legs to go to that place that he is sending you. Some of you go to nations. Some of you, it's your office. He wants you to be there. But can you imagine, you are involved in unholy relationship in your office. When you preach, will they listen to it? They will not listen to it. That is your sphere of contact. That is your sphere of contact. And you have spoiled that place. Now you move to another office. That that same thing. You go in. Now they have tagged you. I know Christians in schools. They are teachers. Who, but they, they will start abusing the, the, the children there. Now they have been tagged. If you don't deal with it, if you don't flee away, this thing will disgrace you. Wherever you go, it will you go and spoil that place. Wherever you go, you go and spoil that place. And if you don't stop it, you move. Because it's church, we also have a system. Because the work is laborious, we need more laborers. Because it's, it's plenteous, the work is plenteous, we also need laborers. Then we call you and say, do this, do that. Then we tell you what to do. We give you materials here and there. Preach this, preach that. Then you go in and you get to a level that you are supposed to be stable. Everybody will be looking at you in an honorable uh, in an honorable manner and all that then this behavior will show up again so we need to get hold of it this thing is destroying ministries people will build ministry for so many years and this this fornication will come and destroy everything it's not easy to build a ministry it's not easy even to build your life as as, as a christian it's not easy look at the kind of world we have we find ourselves for you to for you to what stand uh, for god for you to it's not easy at all so don't allow this thing to come and destroy everything so if you think you can't stand it then marry god was uh, even paul was telling the the virgins that if you think you can't stand it what marry he wished that their time they shouldn't what they shouldn't so that you serve god effectively 
So you see, now that you are single, that's why you can serve God effectively because no attachment. But if you are single and you get yourself involved in these things, that means when you marry, you cannot be trusted. When you marry, you cannot be trusted. That's what Paul was saying. He said, now that you are young, dedicate yourself. Invest in your future. Invest yourself in God so that God can release spirits into you, giftings into you. So that when you marry, you are already established. So you have no cause to fear. But if you don't use this time to build yourself, if you don't avail yourself this time for us to build you, then you engage in this thing and, and all those things. That means you will be at a loss. It's not when you are married. It's not when you begin to have children that you will be built. I've told you, when you grow up, it becomes a different ballgame. It becomes a different... So I'm, I'm teaching... I'm talking to the young men and the young women. Be careful about this thing. The devil knows it. So the first thing is that it's this lust of the flesh that he attacked us with. And when you are not married, the arrows will come. But you need to be determined. You need to be determined. Know who you are. True knowledge, I tell you. You'll be able to defeat this uh, temptation. Yes, you'll be on top of, of, of it. Yes, you'll be in charge of your life. Just knowledge. Just knowledge that I'm the body. Of, of what? I'm the temple of God and God lives in me. Whatever I'm doing, God is what? Is watching. That is it. It will save you from a lot of things. And he says that for ye are bought with the price. Therefore, the verse 20, he said for ye are bought with the price. Therefore, glorify God in your body. Glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. So that means you don't belong to yourself. That's what Paul is trying to say. You don't belong to yourself. You were bought with the price. You don't belong to yourself. You are not of your own. You are not of your body. Your body doesn't belong to you. So here, if you read the chapter 7, 1 Corinthians chapter 7, he was talking about marriage. He was talking about you, a husband. Your body doesn't belong to you. It belongs to your wife. And wife, your body doesn't belong to you. It belongs to your husband. It's the same thing that he's, he's saying here. It's always Paul compares marriage to the relationship that we have with Christ. Your, your body doesn't, it belongs to God. And God also belongs to us. So we are in this thing together. We are in a bond. We are in a bond with God. We are one with him in spirit. We are one. So whatever we do, we involve him in that. So this will save us from all the small, small foxes that are trying to destroy the vine. So whatever we do, whatever anything, lying, doing this, you see, through God's knowledge, that's why you need to study God's word. It's only through God's word that you get to know this. That you have been bought with the price, so you don't belong to yourself. That means you were a born slave. When you talk about a born slave, that means you belong to God. Because slaves were bought. And if you were a slave for your master, you can't do what you like. Even the food that you, will, you want to eat, you can't get it. You will do things according to what your master tells you. So Jesus is the Lord. He's our master. He is not in your life to submit to you. You are the one to submit to him. So Paul was saying that wife submit to what to your husband and husband love your wife, and he was saying that I'm comparing this to what the relationship that we have with Christ. Christ loved us; He's our husband, He's our bridegroom, and we are the bride. So we have to submit ourselves to His dictates, to His to what to His will. We have to submit ourselves. So through God's word, you get to know it. So it's about, it's about you submitting to his world, submitting to his plan, submitting to his vision, not your own vision, but his vision. You need to get this. 
You need to get this. That's why you say, Paul was saying that you were bought with a price. And he loved us. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. So when Jesus came, he also loved us. Because it says that it is someone who loves a friend that he will lay down his life for his friends. And we are his friends. We are his brother. He laid down his life for us. It wasn't easy. It wasn't easy at all, but because he loved us, because he believed in our destiny, he believed in, in, the, in the God's vision for our life, he laid down his life. He what? He presented himself and go and went through the, the cross, went to the cross and died for us. A very shameful death because he loved us. Because when he saw the joy that was set before him, he despised the shame. He despised the shame. Because he saw that through his death, a lot of Christ are going to be risen. A lot of Christ will come up. He saw it when he saw that joy. So, and Paul is saying that because he loved us, then we should have submit ourselves to him. But most Christians, because they don't know this, they find it very difficult to submit because they think that they have their own life. Freedom is not free. I know that we are free, but we are free from the kingdom of what? darkness we are free from the from the bondage of the devil we are free we have been set free from it that's what we have been set free but when you come in every kingdom there are rules in every kingdom there are what there is a culture in every kingdom there are norms that you need to follow so now that you are a christian you cannot say oh i'm free i'm free so let me do what i like no now from god's word that you know that you have been bought so you are not of yourself god bought you with a price and the price is the blood of Jesus. Now he says you should live for his son, Jesus, because he is in charge of the kingdom of heaven. He, now everything has been entrusted to him. So Jesus is your Lord. He is what? Your master. And you must submit to your master. You don't do what you like. And there is a way he wants us to train you. There is a way because he has given you an assignment. And we need to make sure that you do that, that assignment. You need to make sure of that. You see, when you get this understanding, you'll be free. you set yourself free from all these things I'm talking about. You will work with purpose. You will work with purpose. Whatever you do, you know that I'm not supposed to do that. I'm not supposed to do that. It makes your life easy. It makes it easy for you. You become focused in life. You know what your life is about. You don't work with assumptions. You know where God is taking you. Because God has already declared the end from the beginning. So we shouldn't allow anything to get into what God is trying to do with our life. I know somebody out there listening to me. You have heard what I'm saying. I want you to get hold of it. Because you see... The, the reason why fornication is the central theme in Christianity is because of the mission that has been given unto us. That's why it's, it's like fornication is centered. I know that there are other sins, but fornication is the central message that we always what, talk about. Because if we don't get hold of that, then any other thing will be destroyed. If the center is not holding as pastors, as members, we will have nowhere to stand. We have nowhere to stand. So it is my prayer that you will be strengthened with might in your inner man to overcome the spirit of fornication. 
and by the power and authority vested in me. Anyone who is under the sound of my voice and you are dealing with fornication, I tell you by the anointing, every yoke shall be broken. I release an anointing into your life and I break that yoke from your life. I break it now. Yes, I deliver you from it right now. Every shackles of the spirit of fornication holding you bound. I break it now. By the power of the Holy Ghost. I set you free now. I set you free now. I set you free now. I declare now that you are free to serve God effectively. You are free to walk with God. You are free to hold the banner of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Father. Amen. do this by involving in such worldly acts as the man of God said now I've now gotten the understanding on why many denominations mostly talk about fornication is the center and as football fans you know that if the men's for this are not good automatically the whole you know goes to be coming in yes that is why the powerful teams in this world that we support do really have good midfielders and they invest in the midfield and the keepers too please if you are using your hands to do any other things we beg you <laughs> one thing i realized about this teaching is whatever one does affect the others so as a keeper since you don't know who you are on the field whatever thing that you did affect us even those who are the bench they, they support those that are there and the coach believes that if there is any point in time that he can trust somebody to come and change the game he turns to the back and see the bench and substitute you to make a difference it means that we are all important in this body and you can't just mess around you are you are hindering some of us our progress but maybe the reason why you are not attaining certain anointings is others are destroying our back amen and which when it, that is what i learned that whatever one even if you are one person that you do something you affect the rest of us and we need to be conscious of it we have we have been prayed for so if you are battling with this fornication act try and prevent yourselves because greater works it attached onto it if you are able to detain from it I know that whatever thing that God wants to do with your body will serve a purpose on this earth. I love the scripture. Even the verse 20 says, For you are bought with the price. Therefore glorify God in your body. 
this is the spiritual house wow wow a spirit in the body yeah. and they need a body to do something amen yeah. share with us i mean if i forgot <laughs> <laughs> but one thing that i now really caught my spirit was whatever that you do you involve god that's that word really touched me because it's not easy <laughs> you doing something with god especially not the good things but <laughs> the the weird ones doing it with god wow then you we've really used god to do a lot of things and we pray for mercy <laughs> A very powerful powerful message yeah. i have this one question that i want to ask a man of god so there are some people that think that they just came to christ not long ago and as you said he said they are being trained and equipped with their private part for all these things so what are some of the measures that they can take so that in order that when these things are coming back to them since they are also babes it's easy for a babe to fall than maybe so what are some of the things that they can do to help themselves out yeah they should desire the sincere milk of god's word yeah. so if you are like that that means you need to be serious about the things yeah. of the spirit or getting involved in the things of god feeding on god's word and prayer your prayer life you shouldn't joke with it always be in his presence and the more you go into his presence, burdens will be removed from you. The more you fellowship with him, the more you become like him. Because he's the God of light. So when you go before him, you are dealing with light. And every spot of darkness will check out. So your prayer life, your study life, getting involved in the things of God. In church, church activities, get involved. It will put your mind off from all these things. So I think that would be my advice for them. And they should be serious about it. Yeah, they should be intentional about it. Otherwise, the way they are equipped, if they give a little room, they will be caught off guard. Yeah. It's a very powerful advice. God bless you, man of God. So get yourself involved. Be serious about it. Yes, just be serious about it. one day one day you realize that when these things knock on your door Mm -hmm. you will not respond to it just be conscious of it god bless you pastor joseph for this powerful revelation you gave to us i think this is my message for the year (laughs) you have to i cannot lose god amen (laughs) yes sometimes through our facebook we'll be checking our pages then you see something then you might think that somebody is stunting then wow also i've not understood i'm doing it with god amen so i'll be conscious of it amen thank you yes so parishma your last words yeah all that we need to do is whatever that we are doing uh, we are doing it for god and then we involve god in whatever that we do so please we should so we should we should really um make sure and we should be conscious of whatever that we do yeah i think that 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 is the advice that i want to give 
all of us and myself also that we should be conscious of what we do and then we should be mindful of the things that we do yes i think that is the right way that you use we should be very mindful of the things that we do because whatever that you do knowing that you involve god in it is a dangerous thing that you are doing amen amen god bless you for your words as i said earlier we are about to conclude that program but i said it earlier that i'll allow the man of god to pray for everybody who is suffering from maybe terminal disease sickness any kind of yes so the man of god is ready yeah if you are sick and maybe part of your body i want you to lay your hands your right hand on it as i pray you spirit of infirmity you spirit of sickness disease I come against the spirit of heart condition, the spirit of liver condition, lung condition, kidney condition. I come against bodily pains. I come against terminal diseases. I come against any ailment, both spiritual and physical. By the power and authority vested in me, I command you to check out of their bodies right now. I you now from your roots I curse you now from your roots now wherever you are by the crown of your head to the sole of your feet receive your healing right now I release the healing anointing the healing power into every fiber of your vein every bone of your body let it go through every cell of your body right now may you be integrated with the healing power of God be healed right now be healed right now be healed right now be healed right now be healed now thank you pa- thank you father for your healing power amen amen so be conscious of it that you are healed amen one of god please your last words before we leave yes my last words are that we should glorify god with our bodies yeah we should honor god with our bodies so that when he's, when he's looking for somebody to do something for him, he can what? call on us to do it. Because God will always look for a body to use from Genesis up to Revelation. That has been his plan to work with God. We are co-workers with God. So we should avail ourselves to him. So that when he calls, then we will respond to him. Amen. Amen. Without us he won't do it no he can't do it he won't do it because if you allow him you can even raise stones and call on animals to fulfill his plan but his plan is that he wants men to do it so if we don't do it he won't do it god bless you man of god we are always privileged for having you here always to share with us the word of god I'm Nana Ousu Jr., your host for Fruit of Redemption, and I was here with my co-host, Ishmael Bwate. God bless you. See you next week, same time, 4 p.m., for the continuation of the Spiritual House. Bye-bye.